6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, it's something that most of us, you know, we really don't think about it until it's needed somewhere in your family. But palliative care in this province has been in the news over the past few days because of a funding announcement by the province. The Alberta government says the remaining 11 million out of 20 million it promised in September for palliative and end-of-life care is going to be handed out uh, through a series of grants. But when it comes right down to it, what does all this mean for you? And what does it mean for palliative care in this province in the months and years ahead? Let's find out. We're joined by Christy Pubauer, who is the CEO of the Alberta Hospice Palliative Care Association. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jalen. Good to be here. Nice to have you. This $20 million that was announced back in uh, September, and we just heard that it's going to be a grant process for the $11 million, because they did the first nine and now the 11 million but but what does this 20 million allow for and i'm curious to know if it's resulted in any changes so far in the system well the original um 20 million so they you're right they've um, divided it into kind of two different avenues of funding so there was alberta hospice palliative care as well as the palliative institute from covenant health received funding in september of 2020 and those programs really looked at what is the awareness of palliative care looking at advanced care planning for our organization it really looked at what type of bereavement supports are there in the province how can we look at addressing the gaps that exist how can we provide support uh, through groups to individuals and families who've been diagnosed with a Mm life-limiting disease. Um, Funding was also given to um, Pilgrim's Hospice as well, which is a a privately funded hospice in Edmonton. Um, Looking at this new grant program, you know, the report that they did, uh, that the province conducted, really looked at what are those needs how can they be addressed and what are those recommendations so that really is the hope that more people first of all will have an understanding of what exactly is palliative Mm -hmm. care what's the benefit to a family and really looking at how that improves the quality of life for the patient and for their family how do you access it and when should you access that you know christy it was it was interesting because there was that study that was done i think back in 2016 that um what was it only about 50 percent of canadians Mm -hmm. knew what palliative care was or is i I found that number remarkably low you know it really is and we have found that in our work as an organization that uh, so many people don't necessarily understand what it means and that's that confusion is very understandable because there's so many different terms used palliative care end of life care hospice mm-hmm. care it's difficult for people to understand what does that mean and a lot of times people think perhaps palliative care means that a patient is losing hope or it means imminent death and that's mm-hmm. not at all what palliative care means so i think it really shows that not only in the province of alberta but canada wide there's a lot of work needed to be done uh, so that the public really has a good understanding of, of what that is and the benefits that come from individuals being able to access palliative care and that it improves the quality of a life and allows patients, um, you know, to live for, for months and, and years in many, in many opportunities. 
Now, we know uh, the demographics uh, getting older, uh, and, mm-hmm. and we've heard a lot, especially through COVID, Christy, about the challenges um, that's going to be facing the healthcare system in the coming in the coming years, right? Uh, you know, as folks get older and, and, and older. So what challenges, as, as people, you know, get older, what challenges then does this system, does the palliative care system, um, we, what challenges is it facing? Well, it's certainly, you know, facing some dire um, challenges because obviously this, there will be the number of individuals accessing palliative care will be higher than any other time in our province. And certainly, you know, looking at accessibility of services and looking at our five different healthcare zones of, you know, the 257 palliative beds that exist right now, there's only 13 in the North Zone, only 20 Mm -hmm. in the South Zone. So really looking at, you know, uh, capacity planning for the number of individuals that will be accessing palliative care and are there services in those communities? Because imagine the stress already on families dealing with a terminal diagnosis and now you're adding on top of that that they can't access the services that they require in their own community mm-hmm. and uh, you know having to travel and be separated with geographic distance and the burden of the financial stress that that also puts on families when they're looking at mileage hotels food all these extra things on top so it certainly is something that Hopefully this grant program will address some of those issues, but in the coming years, I think that additional injection of funding is absolutely going to be necessary for hospice care and palliative care. What what about staffing uh, for those roles, for those who work in in that setting as well, and maybe attracting more people to to those jobs and and making it a a more appealing, I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know. I, I know... On it, my my mother-in-law was in um, you know palliative care um, for three months last year, and the, the 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 nursing staff, the the doctors were just absolutely amazing. And I I think it takes a, a really special kind of human being to do a, a really great job in that role. But how are we making sure that we have those people and enough people in that role? You're right, because there, I think I've found the same experience of being in palliative care that the individuals are really just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really put uh, the needs of their patients and their clients at the forefront. And I know in this um, government initiative, one of the things they're looking at is education and yeah. training, because that is absolutely needed. And so the hope is that post-secondary institutions do have a look at this program and see um, what is the criteria? Is it possible for them to uh, receive funding through this program? Because certainly having well-trained individuals specifically in palliative care is incredibly important for meeting those needs. Is there, and I, I don't want this to come out the, the, the wrong way, but when it comes to keeping someone in a hospital, maybe in an acute care setting, is that more expensive than having them in a palliative care se- system? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, They've done many studies to have a look at what are those costs. And, 
it costs, you know, the savings are about seven to $8,000 per patient wow. um, by having them have palliative care and hospice care because they know that it will reduce the number of ER admissions, ICU admissions, length of stay in ICU. Um, we'll look at limiting unnecessary diagnostic testing or in a, inappropriate disease interventions that aren't necessary. Um, so absolutely, really having palliative care beds, hospice beds is incredibly important and really does have an impact on the economics of palliative care. Does palliative care extend to those who want to die at home? Is that covered? Is that under the same umbrella? It is, yes, absolutely, that Albertans can access palliative care, whether they're in a hospice, mm. whether they're in a acute bed, or if they are at home. Hmm. Wow, you know, it's, it's again, it's, you know, I... I I think these are important conversations to have and certainly a heads up as as uh, this population continues to to age and um, I thank you and, and, and the folks that are behind uh, you and the association that you work for for doing the work that, that you do as I said went through the system uh, with my mom-in-law earlier this year and I, I can't say enough about the incredible incredible care that uh, that she received and our family received and that's another part of it it's just not it's just not the person in the bed it's the family family as well. Exactly. And that's what we look at with palliative care is that that care continues even after the patient dies. That access to grief and bereavement support is incredibly important that that palliative care continues and for individuals to be able to have access to those. And we know where you live in the province right now really dictates whether or not not only the patient but family have access to that. Absolutely, a lot here. Christy, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Daylin. Yeah, take care. Christy Pubauer is the CEO of Alberta Hospice Palliative Care Association. And if you've gone through it and you've dealt with it, you know what I'm talking about. But the fact is, is we, we keep saying that this population is getting older and older and older. Are we going to have those places for uh, that care that is needed, especially when it comes to end of life?